0: Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Friday. We're going to talk about what you want to talk about. The Joker is out in theaters. It came out last night. I got to see it, and I want to talk about it. And we're super lucky that Colby is still with us. He got to see it last night, so he's going to talk about it with us, too. Colby, how are you doing today, sir?
1: i uh, a little under the weather, but definitely want to talk about this movie because I feel like this is one that there's a lot to talk about and a lot of weirdness surrounding it that I think has blown up in an odd way. Like that, We can talk about it in a minute, but that was one thing that kind of shocked me in the film is, I'll say, it's how little necessarily actual violence is in the film, but...
0: It's gritty, but it's like not yeah, Uh, crazy level. Yeah, I guess we will say we're not even gonna pitter-patter around it. We're we're going full spoilers here. We're not. Yeah, don't.
1: I mean, there's a million reviews out there, a million things. It's hard to talk about this movie with like dancing around certain scenes.
0: Yeah. So, just initial impression, like yay or nay, before we break break it down and stuff. Did you like uh, it?
1: I, I say yay, but take that into account the, the type of films I like, it's very much in that kind of... If you're a fan of that, like, gritty, dirty-feeling, grindhouse type film, this is the... the I mean, well, as of now, like, the only superhero film that we've got that really filmed where it feels like... It's like, like, still like a dirty 70s grindhouse movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even more so than, like, Logan was as far as, like, the yeah. violence and stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna to have to agree. Like, I'm still I'm still unpacking it. I, I am, but yeah, it is a movie that I want to see again. Will I see it again in theaters? Maybe I don't know, but I definitely want to see it again because it had. Uh, whereas you went, you know, seventies gritty. For me, it was very Fight clubby, Like, yeah. and there's one this scene that I want to talk about where it is like straight up Fight Club.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say that I see a lot of people, likely right, so, compared to Taxi Driver and King of That's fair, but I don't remember a really lot of people talking about Fight Club, and there are some very Fight clubby moments in this film.
0: Yeah, and I think that, I think. Well, I want to start with some of the hesitations we had about the film that we talked about yeah. on yesterday's show. My biggest hang up on this film was the fact that Thomas and Martha Wayne were in it. I, um,. When I heard that, I was super bummed and kind of almost upset because, hey, we've we've done this dance, blah, blah, blah. But I will say, well, two things. One, I kind of wish uh, Alec Baldwin would have stayed as Thomas Wayne because I think he would have done awesome in that job. Not that the guy who played Thomas Wayne, um, what was his name? Not that he wasn't. Good, uh, Brett Cullen, but I just think that that was a very, very Alec Baldwin-y role. Now, with that, yeah. the Thomas Wayne subplot, I was on board a hundred percent until the inevitable happened. Which, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but
1: yeah, I almost wonder if that was maybe a reach or something because it feels almost out of place with everything else going on.
0: Yeah, so the very, the scene we're talking about, it's the next to last scene in the movie, it's in the final sequence, where um, Joker just started this riot, and the whole city is in clown mask and going crazy, and he, uh, everybody, you know, he just uh, has inspired all these people, and... There's the Waynes leaving the theater because they just saw the Gay Blade of Zorro. Yeah. And one of the guys in a clown mask comes around and says, Wayne, you get what you deserve. Um, and kills kills the Waynes. So,
1: and they spend the long on Almost. The big part of it almost that was shot. If it was in the movie, but shot different way.
0: Like you saw them walk out and heard the gun talk, but didn't see them get shot. Maybe even just saw the pearls. Kind of like... <laughs> I, I, hate to, I hate to use this as an example, but in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, that's all we saw. We saw, they went down the alley, we heard blam blam, and then we saw the pearls fall out. And it was, for a kid's movie, it was super morbid, but it was also kind of funny, because yeah. it was in a kid's movie. Uh, you know, if we would have had something like that, I'm just, I'm glad that it wasn't Joker that killed him. You know, going into the movie, I I would have lost the bet, because I would have said... It was him that's going to do it, but...
1: Well, especially how they build it up. There's a lot, even the even right effort happens, you're, you're just like, oh, this could be him that does it.
0: Yeah. Because they uh, the, the subplot there is that Joker's mom, Penny, thinks that Thomas Wayne is Joker's dad. And yeah. she's writing all these letters. Well, and then we kind of come to find out that She's crazy, and. But do we?
1: So. Well, that's the, uh, I was going to say, I kind of appreciate it, and I almost think it's something not a lot of people are talking about where it almost seems like a subtle killing joke, not because if you look at the whole movie, you know, you think she's normal, and you think, then she went to Ark, and you think she's crazy, but like what she talks about is that, you know, it would ruin his career, and she had to sign all his paperwork, and she had to make up all this stuff. And then at the very end, that last little scene where he's holding the picture, it's a. Uh, her, his mom and Thomas Wayne together, and on the back it says, you know, like, you're love, and it's signed Thomas Wayne. And so, so I feel like they kind of maybe give a, a little hint, to she could be crazy, she may not be crazy, it could be real, it may not be real, and I kind of, I don't know, that's the one thing I kind of appreciated that maybe they didn't give a direct answer to, but I like, they kind of did, but I feel like there's enough evidence so we never get a definitive, like, oh yeah, she's 100% just crazy.
0: Well, and, so my, my Fight Club comparison, a Fight Club revelation, is there's a scene where he, there's a sequence, I guess, really, where he's stalking his neighbor, who is as he beats through mm-hmm. town and stuff. And she corners him is like, hey, were you stalking me? Blah, blah, blah. Cut to a couple of scenes later and now they're, they're dating and making out and hanging out and all this stuff. And when his mom gets put in the hospital like she had they say she has a stroke or something um she's there but then after afterwards like when he's really starting to kind of have his breakdown he goes to her apartment and she's scared to see him she's like you got to get out of here my daughter's in another room what you're in the wrong apartment why are you here and then that's where we have our tyler durden moment where it goes back and shows all these scenes that you know for the last I don't know, third of the movie, the whole second act, we saw her there with him, and then yeah. she's gone. Like she was, she wasn't there. So, yeah. I that that's really when I was like, all right, I'm on board. You know, because
1: really well too. Because I was kind of thinking, oh, this love plot is almost it's, it feels very slim. There's all a lot and then when they revealed that, like, oh, that makes sense why they didn't show more. because how they shot it was very, again, very. I won't say something one thing about Todd Phillips' wrecking movie. I, it's shot very, very well. It's just a good-looking movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, he definitely... You know, we talked about it being that Scorsese 70s homage, and it is. Yeah. It is very much... Um, if you haven't seen, you know, like Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, movies like that, that that is this movie. I mean, same color palette, same everything, and it's it's beautiful. So that that's what got me over. But that being said, after that, I didn't know what was real and what wasn't. You know, what was he imagined? Did he imagine that photograph? You yeah, know. I mean,
1: after that with the delusions, it's like you don't know how much he's going to in control. And I mean, that's the one thing no one's really talking about this movie. This, the other kind of subplot that is really interesting is the whole thing of. Him being in control, but then not really paying attention to his mental illness and then not giving him the help he needs, and then cutting funding and him just losing,
0: you know, as that
1: goes on, very, very, like, one bad, the one bad day, stuff that happens, and the mom die. you know, the mom, well, the mom gets, has a seizure, and all the on plane stuff going on, there's a subway stuff going on. And the one thing about Smear I will say is, like, you sympathize with him in a way of, like, you don't want him to go crazy. You're kind of hoping that he finds some redemption, even though you know he's not.
0: Yeah, well, and I think I saw somebody finish, talk about it in a, in a way that I, I really dug, was you don't have sympathy for the character, but you have sympathy for his condition.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, up until, up until probably, like, the mom scene, you have a little bit of, like, man, I wish, I wish the guy had, you know maybe better conditions in life, maybe he was better taken care of, blah, blah, and then after that, you could argue, like, with the mom-killing scene, that's kind of where he becomes solidified as Joker.
0: Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, you know, and uh, but then you have that last scene, where he's in the, where he's at Arkham, I mean, I'm guessing it's Arkham, it's Gotham, yeah. so it's gotta be Arkham, right? And, Even at that point, I was like, you know, was this all a dream? How much of this is real? And on one hand, it was kind of very Inception-like, where you're like, okay, well, so wait, was that a dream? But, I, you know, I think there should have been a few more clues. I think that's probably my biggest negative on it, aside from Batman's origin because heaven forbid DC make any movie yeah. without Batman's origin in it, is that I wish they were a little bit clearer, even if it was one of those, I mean, and who knows, maybe when you watch it again, there are clues, you know, like in yeah. uh, shutter Island, you know, there, there's like when the cup disappears and things like that, like maybe, maybe there were clues and we just didn't see them, but that's, uh, that's my one complaint, I guess about the movie or my, my biggest complaint, I guess.
1: That's fair. I, my, my biggest play is probably also the, uh, or, uh, Batman origin, because I felt like with everything else going on, you didn't really need that, and I really dug, like, the scene of him with the paint on his face and smearing it up with a smile and dancing on the card, he's being cheered around, and had a cut from that to Arkham, I thought like that's fine. I don't really think he needed the origin of Batman being shoved right in the middle of
0: that.
1: Yeah. I uh, also, only I loved I I super dug them uh him dancing down the stairs playing uh blaring uh Larry G- Gary Glitter. Uh like that was a very I did not expect that song choice. Yeah. And it, it was one of those things like, ooh, this adds for literally from I, for me personally, like the moment that he puts on the clown, the final clown makeup for it, it's some of there's some scenes that are like some of the best joker scenes I've seen in the movie like him with uh, the small the small person like having to open the door for him is one of the most like terrifying tense scenes in the movie because you just have no clue what he's going to do yeah
0: that that one because it's you know you kind of you're waiting for that other guy Randy or whatever to get his because yeah he, he yeah he's got it coming but then you're like well do, What about this guy? And I think that was... I think, though, that was also a good Joker moment in that he is controlled chaos. Like, he's not just murdering to murder at this point. He's just... uh, You deserve to die. I mean, he's almost... And I hate... uh, In his eyes, I think he feels like he's a vigilante. He's not. But I think, like you know, in his weird moral compass, like, that that's what needed to happen, but, yeah, that scene when when the short person's standing in the corner, you're just like, oh, don't kill him. Don't kill him. He was a good dude. Don't do that. Yeah.
1: Like, it does have that moment. Especially where he, when he walks over, he, like, kind of jokingly totally punches at him. It. It's a very, like, like, tense, oh, no, kind of moment. Yeah. Uh, and, again, that's the one thing about this movie. Like, there's under ten deaths in this movie and under five shown. Like, there, and there's a couple that we don't know if like the, girlf- the girlfriend, it looks like he may have killed her because he walked over her apartment. and your sirens in the background here banging the door, but even that, like, we
0: don't know. Yeah, because, I mean, there were cops everywhere. And then, yeah. well, let's see, so the deaths you had, you had the three in the subway. Yeah. You had the Joker imposter that got shot in the chase scene. Yeah. You had his mom. You had the Randy guy And then you had, um, big spoiler, this is probably the biggest spoiler of the movie, Robert De Niro. Yeah. So that's seven you saw.
1: Oh, I guess technically the Wayans.
0: Oh, yeah. So, well, I'm so numb to the Wayans dying right now. Like, if I met somebody and their name was Thomas Wayne and they got gunned down in front of me, I probably wouldn't even blink an eye. Because that's what they do.
1: That's just what happened. Yeah, and then you have the fake. slash real girlfriend and the therapist at the end that heavily hinted they may have been killed and that's but even though it's like they're not shown at all it's just one of what well, like the loss of the movie you can read into it if they died or not
0: yeah well and like him having the blood on his shoes yeah was kind of weird uh like I said there's just it's a very cerebral movie uh I, I saw a quote at uh, last night after I got out of the theater I messaged you because I was like, oh, I wasn't 100% wrong. And you were right on your Bruce Wayne prediction, the little kid. But I I was reading up and Todd Phillips basically is like, man, I wanted to tell this story. And I thought, hey, if I say it's a Joker movie, they'll give me all the money I need. (laughs) I mean, that's what he did, you know, and he there's all these interviews talking about how he didn't want to make a comic book movie. You know, he didn't want to put Joaquin Phoenix. In a comic book movie, you wanted to like make a comic book movie for Joaquin Phoenix and all this stuff. Like some of the behind the scenes stuff is crazy on it.
1: Yeah, I'm, this is one of the things I'm excited for when it comes out physically and visually, so I can see all, all the behind the scenes stuff, and see the lead of scenes, can see little bloopers and moments because there's so much to it that just felt like man, there's a lot of a lot of work with this movie. And again, going back to the point that right now it's estimated to. Have like one of the biggest OR so rated openings, and we know what we keep notes is like it's just, the budget was not that big at all. I think it's rumored to be like 50 to 60 million, yeah, and rumored to make the finish around 90 to 100 million this weekend. And
0: yeah, I think last I, night it did almost 30 million last night,
1: yeah, it did like huge numbers in its previews and opening nights. And that's the one thing in this movie that kind of shocked me though about like there's so much controversy around it, so much stuff, and we're all to bring up the small amount of deaths is compared to any horror movie that comes out, there is very few. And only, I would argue only like one or two, like actually only one really brutal death and one that's just gut wrenching.
0: Yeah. Um, And I think though, with the, the violence that while it isn't, there's not a lot of, a lot of it, like you said, the violence that is in there, it is Brutal violence. I mean, it, it almost makes you squirm because you're just like, oh, either you didn't see it coming or it's just like the that scene in the trailer where the kids chase him down, you know, he still a sign and he chases him down. In the actual yeah. movie, you know, when they're screaming, like, kick him harder, kick him harder. You're just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It's not like
1: that. I compared it to Rob Zombie. Girl, because it feels like a Martin Scorsese movie until the violent scenes and then it's not that very Rob Zombie, like, Super guttural, grimy, realistic. Like, man, I don't know if they actually hit him in the face with that or not, but it feels like it.
0: Yeah. It was... So, do you want to see a sequel?
1: That's the interesting thing, because I... That's the one thing I'm worried about with them doing all the Batman stuff, is like, I know, like, Walking Phoenix and Todd Phillips have talk about they don't want to do a sequel, and all this other stuff, but it does seem like that's why I'm wondering if that was maybe reshoots because it does seem like there is enough of a Bruce Wayne breadcrumb trail to where, especially on how much money it's making, yeah. that they may want to make a sequel because they definitely set up how Joker and Bruce Wayne are entirely connected in this movie because even though Joker doesn't kill his parents, he is responsible for the actions that kills his parents. Yeah.
0: Well, and there's all these rumors that Robert Pattinson's movie is going to be like in the 90s. Yeah. which would line up right. I, man, this is, this is the problem. So I think this is going to be the ultimate test of what Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix claim this movie is Yeah, because, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, he was supposed to be Dr. Strange. He was supposed to be the Hulk, but he didn't want to do a multi-picture deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked about uh, Todd Phillips doesn't want a comic book movie. I, if they can stick to a one and done, I think it'll help this movie.
1: I do too, but I really think not to compare it to killing joke, but I think this is a one and done. This really could be the killing joke of movies where right? it's just very odd, very controversial piece of media that might be a love it or hate it or might be like an intriguing process. But I think it's it's much better in that place because the moment you start doing sequels, then you start getting like the hush money kind of phenomenon of like, man, they kind of ruin the character by making just one thing too many.
0: Yeah. Well, because then at that point, I mean, we all know DC. They're going to be, yeah. they're, they're going to do like they did in Gotham. And now it worked in Gotham because it was a, what, six season TV show. You know, you had yeah. 100 something episodes. But they're going to try and shoehorn in Penguin and Riddler and Hush and da 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 and everybody, you know, Catwoman. And no, just now that being said, something I've said for a long time is that what I think DC needs to do to course correct as a whole, the DCEU, is make villain movies. Like, everybody knows who Batman and Superman are. Make movies like like this Joker movie. Make a Sinestro movie. Uh, Lex Luthor, Cheetah, Black Manta. Make movies like that. And I think you would set apart, you know, that would be like, oh, okay, well, even because this is supposed to kick off a black label for film. I, I think it's what I read somewhere.
1: Definitely, there's a lot of rumors. This is kind of like their testing ground for a lot of. And I, I'm, I'm totally fine like that because DC is very lucky in the sense they have a lot of characters that I think could benefit from this. Hey, give a talented director 40 to $70 million, give them a character, and let them do it because DC has a lot of those type of characters that could work really, really
0: well in that world. I mean, I would, I would watch a Constantine movie like this. It's just kind of gritty and dirty, and, but we saw what happened to Black Label in the comics.
1: We did, but I will say, it seems like they're kind of picking up steam a little bit there lately.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you know, after that initial Rocky release, I mean, there's still a bunch of books that they announced that they've kind of brushed yeah. away.
1: It does seem like some of the initial announcements were replaced with some more random ones, but so far, the, at least the quality of the books has been pretty consistently... Interesting at the very least. Yeah, uh, and I will say, like you said, a character like Constantine would be incredibleness. We're going back to like, I mean, it'd be, it'd be cost effective and it'd be hard to do with see uh, with CG. But so a like character like Swamp Thing or Ant,
0: yeah, there's, I mean, all these great DT characters yeah. from that that realm, and,
1: and I don't a Red Hood and the Outlaws $70 million crime movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I'd go see a Red Hood movie in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, like yeah. give it an R rating where it can really really... That's the thing with DC. So many of their stories are famous. We don't need to see 10 movies to explain, oh, you know, Joker killed a Robin. If you start a movie with, you know, like, like an animated movie, kind of like a Red Hood animated movie, you start a movie with the Robin being killed, I think most people are like, oh, yeah, that's what the Joker does.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not... And that's the thing, like, that I've, that I mentioned earlier in the week is, I feel like there are times that DC thinks we're morons. They don't yeah. give us enough credit because you can do a quick recap, like, and, and nobody. I mean, these characters have been around for seventy plus years, like eighty year, eighty plus years, yeah. And yeah, we know we know what happens. It's just, I don't know. So to to come back and to kind of wrap it up. I would say go see The Joker without hesitation. I would recommend it. I mean, it's obviously it's not a super. I think that's the thing is people are saying it's a comic book movie, but we've gotten so, so um, linked in, I guess, with saying that all these superhero movies, oh, yeah, that's a comic book movie. Well, this is not a superhero movie. This is a case study, a dark, dirty like you said, gritty case study of mental illness that what would create a psychopath like the Joker, and it's it's haunting. I, I guess if I had to sum it up in one word, haunting is how I would describe the Joker.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Like, the whole movie, you're watching this person's descent into madness, and you're Again, you're almost, you're almost pulling for him not to do it. You're pulling, you know, hey, don't kill this person. Don't do this, don't do this. Get help, get help. And then when you see all these blocks removed from him and you see him go further and further and further and push more and more boundaries, and the movie goes on subtle you know, it's it's very interesting because one and done, or at least hopefully it will be. You know, there's a big part of the movie where you think Joker's going to kill himself, and you're, as a watcher, you don't have to believe that, that could happen in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. I, and, man, I yeah, just, I I just don't know. Yeah. haunted. Cause like you said, it's, it's still in my head. It's still going. Yeah.
1: Like I was starting to get sick while seeing it. I wasn't feeling great. Uh, but even then I had to, I pushed through to finish the movie and the car ride home and even being under the weather and not feeling great last night, it was still on my mind. I was still thinking about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, even this morning, like my wife was like, well, cause she, I, I went with some friends, um, She's like, well, what did you think about it? I was like, I I don't know. Like it, yeah. It's still a lot to unpack. And so I probably, I know at the top of the show, I said I probably, I didn't know if I'd go see it again in theaters. But at this point, I, I think I I will. I think I will go see it again in theaters just to kind of yeah. flesh it out a little bit more and, and see what's, what's going on with it. Because, man.
1: Yeah, no, I entirely agree. I think that if you are just a fan of cinema and a fan of well-made movies and character studies and you're not opposed to more violent movies and feeling a little gut-punched gut and feeling a little dirty, this movie's definitely that. I mean, it's it doesn't hold back. They even do great things like having Gotham just feel sleazy from little porn ads on all the downtown stuff. To just the, the subtle stuff in the background like super rats and new diseases everywhere and
0: I did laugh at the superets.
1: Yeah, and I like how they make a joke of it, like, "Oh, we'll fix it with Supercats.
0: Yeah, um, which I don't know if that's like a, a Batman nod or a Superman nod, but I,
1: I will say, uh, Robert De Niro actually showed up for the movie too. Like, he's not in the movie, but he actually gives a good performance.
0: Yeah, and phone it. I mean, everybody, like I said, I w- Alec Baldwin would have been cool seeing him as Thomas Wayne, just seeing that how that character developed and into what he. Developed into, yeah, that's. I mean, that's who Alec Baldwin is in real life, almost. So, no,
1: I agree. And I think, especially right now in the current culture, this movie is very much, even though this movie takes place in the seventies, talking a lot about current events, current things, and I appreciate that it doesn't shy away from it, and it doesn't pull. I think it's important to have movies that don't pull punches and show, like, hey, this kind of stuff isn't far from the truth at times, and it pretty messed up.
0: Yeah. And in that sense, it had like almost a, a Watchmen vibe to it.
1: Yeah. Because it had like the entire subplot of, Hey, mental illness is very important. Uh, making sure people can help is very important. They the subplot of, Hey, this eat the rich anarchy mentality probably wouldn't end very well.
0: Yeah. For, for anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so well, cool. Well, Colby, this week has been awesome. I'm I'm sad it took this long to get you on the show. But we will remedy it soon. We'll do... Shoot, we'll let the Wednesday Night Wars go for a little bit, and maybe we'll have to talk about those or something.
1: I know. I ratings kicked in.
0: AEW got
1: huge ratings first week. I was shocked they beat FC on the first week.
0: It's a, it's a heck of a time to be a wrestling fan again. But it
1: is. It is. So yeah, we may have to have a show about that.
0: Let us know if, uh, if you're going to go see Joker, or if you did what you thought about it. You can let us know... In the comments below here on SoundCloud, or find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Uh, email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Colby, where can they find you out there?
1: I'm at 5 on Twitter and Instagram, Blah Blah Pod and Blah Blah Podcast on basically everything else. We've got new episodes of Blah Blah Podcast coming out on this channel. You can look below or above, and there'll probably be a new one coming up, I know. When we record next Blah Blah, I don't believe Derek will have seen Joker unless he surprises us, so it'll probably be a lot of what I just said here, but minimize and focus on comics, so uh, hopefully, uh, if you want to hear my Joker review, hopefully you just heard me. If not, I'll definitely plug this on Blah Blah so you can come back here and check it out.
0: Nice, nice. Well, again, Colby, thank you so much for being on the show this week. It was fun. Thank you. And uh, all y'all, thank you for listening, and join us next week when we're going to talk all about The Adams Family.
1: Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile, even though it's breaking.